Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is the Court Today replay on C103. Jane Pickett from the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, uh, joins me this afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Jane. Good afternoon, Patricia. And you are very welcome. Let me get straight into questions for you because uh, there are a number of questions in. Uh, Here's a sad one. Hi, Jane. Sadly, my black Labrador died last week due to illness. She was the mammy of the house. Uh, Now, we have two more Labradors, a golden Labrador and a chocolate Labrador. They really miss her and they're refusing food. It's almost like they're pining. How can we help them? Okay, this is a really tough situation because not only are you as a family grieving the loss of your beloved pet, but you can see that your your own two dogs that are remaining are, are very, very out of sorts. I, I firmly believe that the dogs that are left behind when, let's say, one of their companions pass away, they do absolutely grieve in their own way. Um, and, and it can manifest like this being very off food or very out of sorts or being very lethargic. Really, I think it's going to be a case of giving it time. Um, I think we need to make sure they're getting something in. And I, the one word of warning I would give is don't be don't be tempted to give them like let's say a crazy amount of treats or really fatty food, um, but maybe something small to tempt them, like a little bit of let's say chicken breast or a little bit of ham with their food might tempt them to start eating because you want them to to keep the nutrition up. But the likelihood is when they are hungry, they will eat. Really, it's most likely just this massive change in the household and they're going to be feeding off your own grief as well. They're very, very astute animals. They, they're really, really emotionally astute. So they'll be they'll be understanding that you're unhappy and also their friend is gone. So they're unhappy. The best thing you can do is really try to get them out of their own headspace. Same as with us. Um, so I normally suggest just making everything very routine. So stick to their walking routine. Maybe add in a few, let's say, extra play sessions during the day to break things up for them. Just a little bit of distraction to get them out of their own heads is, is probably a good thing. But the main thing I would say is give them time and just give them structure. They don't want to feel like the whole world has fallen down around them and that all of their normal routines have gone. So just try and keep things as 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 usual um, if you can, even though I, I understand it's really hard. My heart goes out to you. It's, it's a really tough, tough thing to lose. And, and they will come around they, like they will. They it's will. just, yeah, God help them. Uh, and this is, I think, probably an ongoing problem for a lot of people. Having been home a lot more than usual during lockdown, our two-year-old, a very lively staffy slash Jack Russell cross, has taken to weeing wherever he wants, whenever we leave the room or the house. What can we do to ease what we now know is separation anxiety as I'm tired of washing the kitchen floor? Please help. 
Yeah, I can imagine this is a really common one at the moment with all the toing and froing of lockdown and working from home and then back at work. There's been a really a huge amount of upheaval for our pets in the past year, as well as ourselves, obviously. Um, it is frustrating. But what I would say is there's no point in kind of scolding your dog or, or giving off to him because he's he is, as, as you're correctly saying, he's probably just incredibly anxious because of all of the change. He doesn't know what weighs up or what's happening during the day. And Dogs and cats are creatures of habit. And when their habits and routines are disturbed, they think that everything is about to fall apart. So the important thing I would say is try and keep routine and structure very similar to, let's say, grieving dogs the last time. Try and make sure everything that works like clockwork as far as you can with your routine. We're not perfect. Life happens. But try and keep a structure there. So same walks at the same time, same treats at the same time, same food at the same time. What I would say is when you're leaving the house, so that initial separation point um, that might be kind of triggering off, let's say, anxious weighing around the house um, and some anxious behaviour, the best thing to do is create a new routine around that. So um, what I normally suggest to people is get their favourite toy or let's say a stuff stuffable toy like a Kong and fill it full of, let's say, a little bit of their breakfast maybe in the morning and let's say a little bit of cream cheese, just something super tasty that would be a big treat for them. And if they have a, a crate or a bed area within the house, before you go five minutes, take them over there with their Kong, make a big fuss of them for two minutes and then go off, but remain in the house for a few minutes. So have your cup of coffee before you leave. And then just before you leave, don't make a big fuss um, just before you go out the door, because that's kind of a trigger for them to say, oh, God, they're leaving. This is terrible. Just um, without without much word, just slip out the door. But make sure that ha they have that happy kind of positive association with you leaving the house. As much as we don't want them to look forward to us leaving, sometimes in this situation, a big distraction, a big special treat really, really help. Um, but not making a big fuss too. I think the really important thing as well, if, if the behaviour is purely weighing and he's not anxious otherwise, just make sure that there's nothing going on physically either. Um, it does sound like anxiety to me, but keep it in the back of your mind. Is there any physical problem, like let's say a bladder infection or something like that? If you have any doubts and it's not settling or he feels otherwise unwell in himself, visit your vet just for a full checkup. But it does sound like separation anxiety to me. Hi, uh, Jane. Uh, I have an eight-month-old small crossbred terrier. I treated him for worms about two weeks ago. He's still dragging himself off the ground. Should I give him another tablet? Thanking you. Okay. Um, so, well done to our listener anyway for taking the first step in, in worming, worming the patient. Sometimes we get dogs that will drag their bottom if they have tapeworms. So they're little rice grains. So little rice grain tapeworms, they can be quite itchy. And that's why they'll usually drag their bottom as they pass out through the, the back end. Another cause of um, dragging the bottom can sometimes be uh, full or impacted anal glands. So dogs and cats even have two little scent glands at about four o'clock and eight o'clock on their bottom. And these fill up normally the whole time and they normally empty um, and cause a big smell every now and again um, as your dog poos. So you might occasionally notice a fishy smell after they've been out of the toilet and that's them, them emptying their anal glands. Um, now, some dogs seem to have a bit more trouble than others with normally emptying their anal glands and they can become impacted so extra full or even infected and it's quite irritating and as you can imagine it's just a, you know a really uncomfortable feeling so that is another cause of dragging the bottom I think if it's 
if this behavior has persisted after worming your dog, that kind of ruled out tapeworms. Um, so I would be inclined to visit your vet at this point. They'll need a full physical exam, but let them know that they've been dragging their bottom uh, because they'll most likely need to do a, a little examination of the anal glands and uh, kind of institute appropriate treatment. And apologies to anybody having lunch, but we're going to stay on anal glands for a yeah. moment because the listener says, my female cavapoo got her anal glands removed five weeks ago as a last resort after endless problems. Mm-hmm. Now, when she needs to go to the toilet, she usually leaves what I can only describe the size of your finger nail of poo on the sofa before she goes out to do a business. Is this going to continue? It's new since her operation and she was so easy to train first day. We never had any problems with accidents, etc. Thanking you. Hmm. It's a little bit difficult to know whether that's going to persist. And I'd say, it, you know, having anal glands or one or both anal glands removed is, is quite an extensive procedure to have. But in some cases, it is 100% necessary, depending on what's going on. Um, or let's say the the anal glands sit within the anus. So where the poo comes from and all of that has a huge amount of very intricate muscles that work together but also a lot of very intricate nerve connections and if you can imagine doing surgery in that area it is incredibly delicate back there so sometimes after the procedure a known complication can sometimes be let's say incontinence so some dogs can let's say lose their ability to know if they're pooing or not or some might let let's say a little nugget of poo slip out this could be temporary post recovery from the procedure but you know, from what you're describing, like she is continent as such, apart from these little nuggets of poo. What I would say is it's a complex situation and a complex procedure. So really the best person to speak to is your own primary vet or whoever has done the operation. Just let them know what's going on. It doesn't necessarily mean anything's wrong, but as they're kind of involved in the situation, know the full history and exactly what's happened. They'll be the best person to guide you as to whether it's likely to persist or not. OK, D, a question for Jane, please. I have a miniature schnauzer, three years old. Before lockdown, he didn't bark at any other dogs when we were out walking. But in the last six months, he goes absolutely crazy whenever we're out walking and he sees another dog. How do I stop this behaviour? Oh, with great difficulty. Um, I'm right there with you. My own dog, Sally, is incredibly people and dog aggressive when we're walking together. Luckily, she has no teeth, so there's no no risk of her doing any damage. But it is very embarrassing. So I, I know the feeling. Um, really, distraction is the best way to try and tackle it. Um, it could be a number of things that's caused this change in behaviour. If they're spending a lot more time with you, the bond may have massively increased and they might feel that when people are coming up or dogs are coming up to them outside, they are your protector. So they're they're barking away the bad guys. So that's potentially one thing. Or else it could be that they're going out for a lot more walks in, in more social places now, encountering more dogs and people than they used to before. And this is a new kind of social interaction for them. So this is maybe something that they mightn't be as used to. Um, it definitely sounds like something has changed. But the best way to deal with with this is just real consistency so whenever you notice that there's people coming up ahead first of all just make sure your dog is in a lead and everybody is safe because you know safety is paramount and if you're uncertain of how controllable your dog is in that situation make sure they're on a, a short leash with you so you have control um, and then the best thing to do is try and try and interrupt the barking behavior with another and for instance sit or give the paw or lie down so you're distracting them to something else and just really try and do this like clockwork and as soon as they've done the right thing give them a little treat, make a big fuss and carry on like nothing has happened. At this point, hopefully the people who are coming opposite you will will pass past you and the dog will be effectively distracted and nobody will have had a big woof in their face. Um, It doesn't always work. 
But I think if you're struggling, getting a behaviorist or a dog trainer involved can be really helpful because I know it can be really frustrating and potentially a little bit embarrassing out on walks. Hi, uh, Jane. Is it, would it be possible to introduce a new dog to a nine and a half year old Yorkie? Our Yorkie is the queen of the household and can be jealous slash defensive in her behaviour. I would like to get another similar dog, but I worry, would it devastate her and could it end up being a disaster? Thanking you, Jane. Yeah, OK, this is a bit of a complex one. Um, our listener has kind of mentioned defensive as a word, and that's the bit that might worry me with introducing another dog. I think lots of lots of little dogs can be quite precious about their owners and, you know, they are the, the queen of the palace, as it were. And with time and gentle introduction, they will tolerate another dog and even grow to like having another dog in the household. But I suppose the thing is, your attention is divided. And in their eyes, you are a resource, just like food and water. You are attention and a bond so um you're kind of you're by introducing another dog you're kind of having the amount of attention you can give that dog and they don't like that now most adapt really well with time and routine routine is key but defensive is the bit that worries me if there's any chance that you think that aggression or defensive behavior might be directed at a new dog then i think safety first it's not something i would venture into maybe without tackling it first with discussing let's say the defensive or aggressive behavior um towards other other dogs or when you are around with a with a veterinary behaviorist and um, just to keep everyone safe. Yeah, because they can be snappy little dogs at the best of times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yorkies. OK, and I want to finish with this because this was a gorgeous email that we had in about your good self, uh, Jane, uh, that Laura has asked me to read. It says, hi, just want to write to you about your vet, Jane. She was my dog, Whitey's vet. Whitey was 16 and passed away five weeks ago. Whitey had been sick on and off for the last year. I have leukaemia and when I rang Jane, they were so good, not just to Whitey, but to me as well. When we took Whitey back on his final day, Jane and the girls at Island Wood were amazing. The care they gave him and me on that day will never be forgotten. It was the hardest day of my life and they made it a little bit easier by the care they showed Whitey and me. They went above and beyond to make sure that I was protected and able to be with him. I can never thank Jane and the girls enough. She's an amazing vet and the people and the pets of Cork are lucky to have her. Have her. Thank you for reading this out and that's from Laura. That's a gorgeous email and I said I had to share it with you because as I think as a vet that's a tough part of your job as well isn't it? It is and thank you so much for sharing that email Laura because it's absolutely lovely you're going to make me cry I know, <laughs> um, but it, it, it is it is beautiful to hear that we've we've tried to make a difference it is a really tough part of the job saying goodbye but I, you know my heart really goes out to the owners I really try and focus on the owner and the pet in that situation we just want to make a difficult hard situation as easy and as as comforting as we can for everybody involved um, and to hear that we've, we've managed to make that happen is, is really rewarding so thank you As I imagine it's one of those things that never gets easy it never gets easy listen you have a great week and we'll chat to you next Thursday thanks for that thank you Patricia bye 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 that is uh, Jane Pickett of the Island Wood Veterinary Hospital in the market part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.